Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to I want to give a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast episode. Um, I'm not drunk. If I sound like I'm slurring my words at all, I injured my tongue over the weekend, and it is still quite sore. <laughs> but I've postponed recording this now several days, so we're the show must go on. We're gonna we're gonna record this even though my tongue hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to be discussing season three of the Netflix original series You. And if you haven't watched or listened to our podcast on seasons one and two of You, I would recommend going and doing that first. And also just watching all three seasons. Yes. But, um, you know, totally up to you. We're going to be talking about season three of you. And there'll be lots of spoilers going forward, as always. And yes. we did all ten episodes this time, guys. Aren't you proud of us? We did. It only took me ages. But yes, we did get to it. <laughs> um, yes, normally, on, I think on even some of the past seasons of you, we split it in half. Because it is ten episodes that run about 50, 55 minutes each. Um but we did all of them because I watched them all because it was so good. I couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like continues the trend. Like every season I've watched of it, I've wanted to continue just straight through. So definitely it held that still, which is good. Yeah. It did, yeah. There was a lot more killing like right <laughs> off that than I anticipated. <laughs> Me too. It's definitely turned into like Dexter, but yes. Yeah. But like we're both Natalie and Joe are serial killers and not just Joe anymore. <laughs> lo- lo- love, you mean? Yeah, love and Joe. Oh, sorry, sorry, love. <laughs> I'm looking at the, my season, my episode well, one notes that love kills Natalie because she does right away. <laughs> Very quickly, I was. I really thought because of course we see Natalie or the back of her at the end of season two, and of course we. Right. That's when we realize that Joe is not really gonna. Happily, like sit back and accept his happy like family life or whatever he's still interested in the, these random women um right. and i thought it would play out a little longer but nope she's dead pretty <laughs> damn quick i mean love just like nips that right in the bud she like sees <laughs> joe is going down his path of obsession with another woman and so she just kills her and gets her out of the way yeah <laughs> And, and my God, Joe, like, never learns anything. He's the worst. He really is. I mean, he is. And he also, like, I think that they capture the mindset of, like, a man who is obsessed with a woman, like, very well in his character. Because it's not, like, the love and the relationship that he's really after. It's, like, that whole obsession that is what draws him in, which is why when, like, he got love you know like he married her he has a kid with her he has what he thought he wanted but that's not good enough you know that obsession feeling is gone so that's when his attention turns first to natalie and then later on to uh, marianne yeah and i think i I just can't I, i think it's genius that the writers did what they did with love and joe just the fact that we learn at the end of season two that love it has at least killed a couple people. Uh, right. We find out in this season that she's killed more than we thought. Um, right. And yeah. I and thought continue. it... And continue. Yeah, 
Yeah, and continues to recklessly kill anyone she can. And I I think it's hilarious. Like such a good such good writing that they are and Love says this at one point that that they're perfect for each other. Because they really are. They have the exact same sort of like you know, demon, if you want to call it that. Like, I, both of them are pretty damn okay with killing. But right. I, I love that for Joe, more so for Joe, he has this weird, like, sense of morality sometimes where, like, it's okay for him to kill indiscriminately for what he thinks is right. But, like, anytime love kills someone, he just thinks, like, she's endangering his son and, like, she's a horrible person and, like, this monster. And it's, like, what a great moment of, like, the pot calling the kettle black. Like, it's it's so good. Yeah, Joe is, he's so put off by, like, love having killed somebody at any point. And he doesn't see that, like, the reasons for their killings are basically the same, you know, it's because it suits them at the time. It's not that it's not in self-defense or anything like that. Right. But he feels like you said this, this moral, like, like he's taking the high road, you know, like that, that his killings were for a good reason and hers are just arbitrary over jealousy kind of thing. Right. But really, that's why Joe kills most of the time, too. He might tell himself it's because the woman he's, you know, whose husband he's killing is better off. But, like, it's her ex-husband in this case. But he's really just killing because he's jealous and he wants to eliminate competition. Right. Exactly. Which is, like, I don't know how he, he... He can think that that's going to be, like, a good thing for him overall. Because he's... Although he's very good, and he's both he and Love have gotten very good at this whole killing and hiding it thing to an extent. It's like it's like he, you know, he's he does things that are so rash and like he that he doesn't reflect on it first, and then of course, like like for example, with Marianne and her her ex husband, he went like from having a conversation with her, being like, "Just tell me what you want me to do." Um, Mm -hmm. to killing him the same day basically and it's like she that's why i don't think it was took too long for her to come to terms with that when love said something right because like she probably probably realistically knew you know she had that thought in the back of her head like she's did joe do this kind of thing yeah yeah um and yeah i'd say i did love that though that um so, you know, when she, Love invites Marianne over towards the end, like, she totally has this intent on killing her. But, like, seeing her as a mother, she hesitates and realizes that, like, you know, Joe is really the problem. And so she, right. like, lets her go, ultimately, which I thought was really good. Like, a nice, like, character development for Love. Not that it gets her anywhere, but... <laughs> no. I mean, no. And, I mean, let's let's just talk about the end. Did you predict at the beginning that Joe would end up killing Love, or or that Love would end up killing Joe, that one of them would kill the other? I one hundred percent. I thought I I would have not that I would have liked it to be Joe, but I thought it would be interesting to have it be Joe's and then uh, Joe, and then going into maybe if they decide to do another season, have it be Love's perspective. Um, because okay. it is interesting in the season that we do have a couple episodes where we, or a couple moments, maybe each episode where we see love's perspective on things, right? A kind of right. like how sometimes we see Joe and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't, 
or maybe that was season one. There's one episode in either season one or season two when we actually hear internal dialogue for one of the women as well, which made it like very interesting since we're usually always hearing Joe. But um, I think I think it was season two. With so it was love. love. Okay, and yeah. In, in this season, we had like her conversation with Forty, where she's like texting Forty's phone. Yeah. And so it's it's just her, like her one-sided thoughts, basically. Yeah, so it would have been interesting to see how that would have played out. But I did 100% anticipate them killing, you know, one of them killing each other. Did you? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was cemented in when they come up with their safe space where they <laughs> build like a cage in the basement and each one of them hides a key from yeah. the other one in the, the, the basement box. And it's like clearly you don't trust each other you're afraid that your you know spouse is going to lock you up in here yeah (laughs) um i was like and i kind of assumed it would be joe who kills love just because that's the direction the shows it seemed like it would go in with joe being kind of the lead um right but i have to say i don't think there i mean i don't know anything officially but just i got very strong like end of series vibes like with joe faking his own death and like running off to paris and it just kind of ending with him like walking down the street there i i don't know that they'll continue with a season four yeah i i also don't know and i don't know that like i i know obviously he's he's in paris because marianne said that she was from there and so i think he assumes that she moved there when he couldn't find her and that maybe he'll run into her randomly because, you know, right. apparently, I don't know, maybe he's just stopping in every bar to see if she's there. But um, yeah, I also had a, kind of got that feeling and I, I don't know if it would be like, would it be interesting if like it picked up and he did find her there? I don't, I don't know if it would. Well, I don't know that if it did pick up that he would find Marianne, I assume she's still living in America, you know, where she has her whole life and he's probably just hoping she'll visit there someday and run into her. And since he kind of had to flee the country for taking his own death anyways, Paris was just like the place to go. I feel like if they do a season four, it'll pick up with him and, and a new obsession, you know, somebody he's met there and fallen in lust with. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like, because they um like season two was so great because he did fall for someone who was definitely like also a murderer so that gave it an edge and then we try to see them like live a happy life together in season three so i don't know like yeah i feel like if he does that again it would feel maybe too much like season one where he's just like yeah Yeah. i don't know if that's i don't know if that would be as interesting really no, I, I kind of, like, I got strong end-of-series yeah. vibes, like, watching him walk off down the street. Because then they're kind of showing that he'll he'll never stop being this way. It'll always be about the obsession, about the hunt, um, and it'll never be about the relationship. Because if it had been, love was perfect for him in every way. He She knew all of his dark secrets. She, you know, killed with him if he was going to make it work with anybody, it was going to be her and he still kills her. Although the way he kills her is just ingenious though. Like, oh, I loved that. I yeah. That. <laughs> no, me neither. Well, they were both ingenious. Like love, like yeah. putting, putting the poison on the handle of the knife. Cause she knew he'd grab it. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that is so genius. But him like microdosing himself with whatever as well. Like, uh, um, 
Yeah, whatever, like, sex steroids um, Carrie had given him. Uh, maybe it was just, like, adrenal- some sort of adrenaline or yeah. testosterone or something. <laughs> yeah, I think it was adrenaline. And I I thought for a brief moment when when Love was dying that he might try to, like, inject her with the the stuff to, like, the adrenaline to sort of counteract the poison or whatever. Yeah. Just because he kind of, I don't know. It was it did it was a bit emotional, especially after she said that they were perfect for each other. But he's terrible for Henry, um, or, or they're both terrible for Henry. I thought maybe he would like change his mind, but instead he does a very very like adult thing, and he gives Henry away to uh, Dante and um, his partner, whose name I can't remember. I don't remember his name either, but yeah, I'm surprised legally that that worked but i guess because he was dead <laughs> legally right. like everybody thought joe was dead because he cuts off his own toes and sticks them in a chicken pot pie <laughs> yeah that part i thought i mean was that uh, yeah i don't know why he put them in the pot pie that was kind of weird <laughs> to imply Maybe that she was cooking like, him i don't know <laughs> like other unidentifiable meat around him oh. like it, maybe they would think it was part of his body or something but then he also put one of them in like her box of trophies too so <laughs> yeah yeah so that yeah. was creepy but um it was i did i did think that um because like love grows it's called Wolfsbang, i mm-hmm. think yeah and she doesn't want to kill joe with it like her goal is just to paralyze him temporarily so that they can like talk without him leaving or being distracted um, I do think that if Joe had not thought ahead and, you know, dosed himself with the adrenaline and had the murder weapon, you know, the syringe of of the poison on him, that she probably would have ended up killing him. Like, it would have went that way, ultimately. Yeah. One of them was going to kill the other. But, you know, Joe obviously comes out on top. Yeah. Well, and he was so close, too, because she was even, like, knife ready, like, getting ready to right. cut his throat. Right. Uh, but of course, he's our main character, so he has to come through, you know? <laughs> he has to be the one to survive all the way till the end. He does. Oh, man. I do enjoy... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to switch to a different aspect please, of the show. Please do. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I do enjoy their whole couples therapy thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and like the idea that they think that they can solve their issues in therapy when they're both serial killers, basically. Right. <laughs> um, but the therapist doesn't really seem to be that helpful, in my opinion. She doesn't seem like like a great therapist. And she's just like, oh, like half my clients want to kill each other. That's normal. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess like she's also. Yeah. yeah. She's also coming in from the perspective that like. Those are empty threats, right? Like, well, yeah, that's true. She doesn't realize that they have both killed people before. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if, like, after the explosion and the discovery that Love was killing people, um, if she had any other thoughts about that. Right, like, oh shit, maybe I drove her to this. <laughs> right, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I don't, I don't know whether like a real session of couples therapy looks like but it seems pretty much like what you stereotypically think of um with the addition of the woman asking a lot about sex which i don't know if that's <laughs> common or not but i don't know but yeah it was interesting that they were trying to fix it that way and you know they did seem to have a couple breakful breakthroughs now and then but then 
Joe would usually be, yeah, usually it was Joe who would just backstep and then, well, <laughs> nothing's, yeah. nothing's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it shows that like, in a lot of ways, Natalie's right. They are perfect for each other, but even, you know, even with that, they still can't make it work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're both What's like that? sleeping around as well. Um, yeah. Uh, which, Tio. yeah, <laughs> with a teenager, essentially. Yeah. He's Which, like 2019 or something. I'm glad that Joe saved him. Yeah. I, I didn't see good. that coming. Honestly. No, me neither. It kind of does show that, like, yeah, again, like, Joe can justify his own killings for the people that he loves, quote, quote. But um he really did see like all of love's killings as just like baseless acts and so the fact that theo was actually still alive he wanted to do something to help i think it also helped that like well obviously he drugs him so he has some sort of memory loss issues <laughs> but right. um he also i don't know i feel like it was clear too that it wasn't just joe that was the problem here because you know she definitely tried to kill him so right and and the fact that, like, he saves Theo after Love tr- pushed him down the stairs, and he also doesn't kill Sherry and Carrie, who yeah. are still locked away in the basement at this time, I think that it kind of hints at that Joe is already planning to kill Love and fake his own death at this point, because he knows that even if Theo remembers everything, and even if Sherry and Carrie get free, by the time that all unravels, he'll be quote-unquote dead and so will love and he'll be out of town so it doesn't really matter um that's like i think that he was kind of planning that for for a long time leading up to this like the idea that he was eventually gonna have to kill love yeah which makes me think like how would that really have worked out ultimately with marianne like they were gonna go on the run together or like at least escape together to some happy you know life together but, like, Marion would have figured out or found out eventually that love is dead and he's alive and things are, you know, questionable and... Right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he thinks that far ahead. Right. <laughs> he just, like, assumes that him and Marion are soulmates and that she will just believe whatever he tells her. <laughs> right. That's true. Speaking... He, he doesn't learn. <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't learn at all. Uh, speaking of Sherry and Carrie, <laughs> what did you think about that couple and everything surrounding them? Oh my god, I I loved like at first I kind of just hated both of them, but yeah. I love the way that it ends up like that it, being in this box like does truly seem to like make their marriage stronger when they have to like even though she ends up shooting. <laughs> and he almost dies from blood loss like they work together and they get out of the box and of course they immediately use that opportunity to like turn it around and make money off of it yeah (laughs) of course it's genius but i i do love the fact that they survive and i think they might actually love each other (laughs) yeah yeah it's clear that like it, it did help them kind of confront the fact that they were I don't know, you know, doing things to make it seem like they were in a very healthy relation, healthy and happy relationship. But ultimately, they still had some pretty big underlying issues that they were able to work out, which after they, yeah, after they shot each other. 
And after, yeah, I don't know how many days, weeks, even that they are actually trapped in this box before they escape. Well, before she finds the key and the baking power or whatever love had hidden it in. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure that, yeah, they, they, they seem to have fought, like, fought through all of their issues together by the end of it. But, oh, my God, the foursome idea. Oh, my like, God. Before Sherry, like, Love and Joe lock Sherry and Carrie in the box. They are having a swinging foursome night with this couple. And it eventually, of course, divulges into a killing spree, like most of Joe's activities. But um, before that, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I really thought they were going to actually kill Carrie and Sherry then. So did I, yeah. But it's interesting that they, they just let them live instead. Um but yeah, that whole situation was so awkward. And like Joe, the one who really did not want to like have sex with Sherry, is the only one who had sex with anyone in this situation. I know. <laughs> oh, oh my god! So and awkward. I just I don't understand mm-hmm. how Joe manages to best carry in a bow and arrow fight. Yeah. <laughs> That seems like there's a few things about this season that seem unrealistic to me. Like, number one, the ease of which they seem to be able to get rid of bodies and not mm-hmm. leave any evidence behind, especially like when Joe stabs Marianne's ex husband with a knife and, and plain, like, right outside a building. I'm sure there were security cameras. I'm sure he must have left DNA all over the place. But, right. um, that, so that seems unrealistic. But also, like, there's no way anybody with Beth Carey in a bow and arrow fight. <laughs> that, and also, I'm so, like, I don't know that I fully believe that love can be bested, or I'm sorry, that love can best Sherry, especially after Carrie's like, oh, it's not going to be easy for her either. You know, Sherry knows Krav Maga, which is like this All martial right. arts style. So it's like, I find it very strange that love was able to, to best her. Yeah, I guess maybe the only reason she could was that love wasn't, didn't, like, wouldn't hesitate to hurt somebody whereas sherry probably never had you know hit somebody over the head hard enough to knock them out before whereas like love you know she's done that many times (laughs) that's true and we do see like again and again that sherry's tactic is to try to like play up you know what was their friendship to try to get get out yeah even after she is like in the cage her her sherry's whole lifestyle like she's still on point with it like just trying to reason with um love and probably ultimately it does it's kind of what saves their life their lives because um she's able to convince love that she needs to out um what's his name was it matthew yeah um like what he's doing and get the whole community all riled up about that so all of the evidence that matthew had gathered against love and joe he deletes it all so, like, she, that is a huge help <laughs> to, to Love and Joe's situation at that time as well. Definitely. And I love, too, like, how Sherry was just, like, kind of constantly analyzing them and, and everyone. And then that's what also helps Sherry uh, and Carrie out because Sherry, you know, eventually is just, like, she doesn't trust him. And then she's like, oh, wait, there's a way out of here and starts looking for the key because she realizes that like they never had any trust in their marriage at all. Right. Yeah. She realizes that there's um like a keyhole on the inside of the door. And like, why would you 
buy a door that had a keyhole on the inside if you weren't planning to put a key on the inside somewhere um and so good yeah that that same like glass cage (laughs) as from the first season yeah which i find it hard to believe that anyone would be i guess no no one went down there but like I find it hard to believe that you could convince people that it was like solely for keeping things fresh because it's like a glass case inside a uh, locked freezer. Like what? Yeah, like nobody nobody needs to keep their baking powder that fresh. <laughs> right. <laughs> unbelievable. Um. See another unbelievable thing. Also, that people are willing to eat sugar and. Los Angeles that's pretty unbelievable hey a lot of it was sugar free remember (laughs) a lot of it was sugar free I'm not sure I believe that (laughs) sugar free gluten free it's whatever you want it to be yeah probably taste free (laughs) Um, clearly not because people didn't enjoy it but um, people were eating it yeah no Another thing about the that I found funny, it wasn't really important, but in the third episode, um, Love kills the father <laughs> of the family that like gave her son measles, um, and like they really go hard against like the anti-vaxxing mindset in this episode to the point that like Love kills this guy for being anti-vax and not having had his son vaccinated against measles and ultimately Henry gets the measles and gets hospitalized (laughs) so Love kills him and I just thought that was funny that they took such a strong stance definitely (laughs) yeah killing one of the like who's who's presented as yeah and also the guy who's like before that is presented as like the nicest possible like neighbor right you know and then she just like i didn't i did not see her killing him like when she did i was just like what what the hell love (laughs) yeah it just shows that she can't really control any of her like you know emotions there no because that wasn't over jealousy that was about anger um and like henry was fine it wasn't like henry died and she had all this grief built up inside of her or anything right but i did i did appreciate that and i found that funny yeah definitely (laughs) and the show actually makes several references to covid and the pandemic as well but they seem to all be living in some like futuristic world after everybody got vaccinated against covid and (laughs) and didn't need to have masks or anything about that. <laughs> they talk right. about the pandemic like it was a thing that happened long ago and we don't need to be worrying about it anymore. <laughs> That'll be us in maybe five years. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> but yeah. Yep, yep. Are there anything... We also learn a little bit about Joe's... I mean, do we learn much? I don't know. We see a little bit of Joe's past as well. We learn that his mother, like... I assume adopted another child, or are we supposed to assume that that's some? Okay, yeah. I'm not sure. The yeah. whole is, like there, there are flashbacks to his childhood that Joe has throughout this season, and it seems to me like this is what I understood of it: is that after Joe, Joe's mom was in an abusive relationship, and Joe kills his father, um, who was abusing his mother. We knew that, but it seems that after that, she got rid of him, put him up for adoption or something. Yeah. It seems like he's living in an orphanage. 
um, most likely because she just couldn't deal with the fact that her child had killed somebody, even though it was for a justifiable reason, I suppose. Um, and that, like, abandonment um, of his mother never coming back for him and forming another family. I don't know if she adopted the new kid that we see her with or if it's, like, biologically her new kid somehow. Um, that yeah. I don't know. It's not really made clear. Um, but I'm not sure that it completely justifies why he is the way he is. Yeah, <laughs> but, no. I don't think so. Talk about something he should, yeah, like, be back in. What's that? I said that seems to be what they're going for, like, with the, trying to give, like, Joe a reason for why he is how he is. Like, the way, you know, Dexter is the way he is because he was, you know, trapped in a shipping crate for three days with his mother's mutilated body. So he grew up to be a serial killer. That one I buy more than this these abandonment issues. But, um, you know, you never know. Yeah, true. Very true. <laughs> was that how you understood it to be? Yes, it is. And I also don't think that is terribly justifiable. I also thought that they spent a lot of time, like, playing up the relationship with him and, like, the nurse. And then I'm not sure anything really came of that. Did it? It's, well. I know she was no, kind of like I, a surrogate mother for him to an extent. And then she kind of betrayed him, I guess. But, or at least that's right, how he well, understood it. Right, so it seems like it's he kind of like takes her on, or she takes him on, like as a surrogate mother at the nursing home, the nurse there, and he comes to realize that she is also in a physically abusive relationship, and he contemplates at one point pushing the guy down the stairs, yeah. but chooses like to not do that to make the right decision, and also, and it seems like with the last memory that we get that she is killed or. Yeah is not around anymore they're taking all clearing all of her stuff out of her office for her so it kind of seems like probably the guy did go too far and killed her and so he sees it like well if i don't act then the women or the people i love will die um so i have to i have to defend them kind of thing gotcha Um, gotcha which again you know maybe Maybe, you know, on somebody who's already mentally ill, I suppose you could say that that would be enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. True. True. That's true. Yeah. Let's see. Any other points we've missed? You can, you can edit out this pause while we review our notes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear something interesting about notes? Yes. I actually didn't take a single note for this. Season. What? <laughs> At all? No, because like going into the, like my watch of this, I had been grading essays for so long. I was like, I can't write anymore. And so I was just like, I'm just going to sit and watch, absorb, and that's it. So I did. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Um, well, the only the only other person we really didn't talk about much at all was Matthew. So like oh, Theo's. Yeah stepdad which seems odd to me that like theo and his stepdad are so close considering theo's mother is no longer married to his stepdad (laughs) so really like like matthew's not much of anything to theo at this point but they're very very close anyways he's lived they're living together um Mm -hmm. and matthew is natalie's husband natalie is the woman that love killed at the beginning and he becomes obsessed with the idea that somebody 
else killed um, Natalie. It wasn't who Joe frames, you know, um, Gil. It makes it seem like Gil is the one who does it. He doesn't believe that. He doesn't believe Natalie was cheating on him. And so he seems to be some sort of computer spy guy and has access <laughs> to, like, all of the things, all of the security camera footage in the neighborhood. And he seems to be putting together a rather compelling case that, that love and Joe probably work together to kill Natalie, which is sort of what happened because Joe helps her clean up the mess afterwards. Right. Um, so like the fact again, that Sherry er, convinces love or shows love, like how, how way of, um, like getting Matthew to delete all of that footage by outing him for spying on the neighborhood. Um, cause what he's doing is clearly illegal, um, is, is brilliant and really helps <laughs> Joe in Love's case. Yeah. If we want to talk about another thing though, that's unrealistic about all of that sort of detective work that he was doing. If you were trying to see into that garage, <laughs> would you not go by and be like, where are the cameras? Oh, there's one fucking facing it. And he, you know, it, it took, um, Theo realizing there was a camera there. So it seems very unrealistic to me that like if Matthew wouldn't have noticed that there was a camera literally facing into the place where they parked the car to be able to see who got into her car. That's true. You know? Yeah. So for that, I was like, how does Theo find it in a matter of like two minutes? And <laughs> Math and maybe it was Matthew spiraling out of control that like made him not, oh, you know, maybe. as focused, but he definitely doesn't seem like well. <laughs> no, that's um, true. Yeah, I think everybody else believes the story that you know Gil killed Natalie and then killed himself. But like it, Matthew to the rest of the community, just seems like this unhinged guy who is not able to get over his wife's death. Um, and I think to some extent he was kind of an unhinged guy who was unable to get over his wife's death, but he was also correct about what was happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's a whole scene we forgot to mention when um, Joe's paralyzed and Matthew comes in and also nearly kills him. But then Joe's able to communicate that he actually saved Theo. But but Matthew just leaves him there. I thought that was so good. I, I like that. That was like a good move. Like, I'm not gonna help you out of this. You know, you told me where Theo is. And I'm just going to leave you into whatever hell of a mess you're in right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was a good a good decision, I think, to just not get involved in that at all. Definitely. So good. Um, yeah, and then I guess really the only other character of note in the show is Marianne, which is Lo- Joe's second obsession. But we don't, she's not really that interesting of a character. Yeah. And like he kills her ex-husband and he you know thinks she's in love with him and wants to run off with him at one point but there's not really a whole lot to say about her no i mean we see like a little bit of like her her recovery sort of sobriety and how tenuous that is and you know we learn all about her custody issues but that's that's pretty much the long and short of it like she's kind of just bland (laughs) a little bit yeah and it is true though that like in the last episode i feel like we see a lot more of who she is and like what she believes just in her like short conversation with uh love yeah um you know telling her to like you know if there's any sort of 
notion of uh, like a voice in your head saying that you should leave like you need to listen to her right and all that stuff like yeah she be- she dropped some truth bombs before she pieced out of there yeah and thank god she brought her daughter my god yeah because love was you know ready to kill again yeah <laughs> even though she already had one person paralyzed on the floor she wasn't above killing somebody else <laughs> right Oh man! Yeah, but that's pretty much all the main characters and all of the the really so. important plot points. Again, it's you know ten hours of show to watch, and there really wasn't a point during any of it where I felt bored. It's pretty. It's a very interesting watch. Um, and Joe's inner monologue is just hilarious. I think yeah. that. Mo- all of the quotes that I wrote down were things that were just Joe's inner monologue. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're always but, so good. I didn't write any down. But if you would like to share some, I'd be happy to hear some. All right. I will read off first just um, a bunch of ones by Joe. Okay. I don't know that I'll do them all because I have like 15 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pick out um, the the best of them. Okay. All right. Is he flirting with me or inviting me to join Fight Club? Yeah. Joe says when he meets Carrie for the first time. Turns out it's flirting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, We as a species deserve to go extinct. And I'm like, yeah, Joe, I can relate to that feeling. (laughs) Yes. Um, Hold on. When Joe, this one he says it out loud, but um, you signed a lease for our crime scene <laughs> <laughs> when Love announces that she has leased the bakery where she just murdered Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe thinking to himself again, masturbation saves the day for now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, after he kisses Marianne the, for the first time, he goes, oh, shit. Love is going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Oh, yeah. Seriously. She, she thought about it. Um, Joe thinks to himself, is this where they drop the act and ask us to join their cult? <laughs> Which is like <laughs> when they're getting ready to do the foursome. Yeah. And then the last one by Joe that I'll say is at the end when um, Joe is like going to clean up Theo's body before he realizes that Theo's even alive. He hears Sherry shoot Carrie and he thinks, oh, fuck, I'm going to need more tarps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I have a couple by um, some other people as well. Well, really, really, it's just the one that I want to say. It's Sherry and Carrie when they're talking. Um, Carrie says... Um, that, the, there's a lot of dialogue before it, but Carrie says, I'm sensing a little bit of a tone, and Sherry says, well, I'm in a cage, and you're planking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> a lot of good dialogue um, throughout. Oh, there was one more. Sherry, at the very beginning, when she says, don't be vagina-phobic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's so good. It is. Very good. Like, all three seasons, I felt very, like, not bored at all. Like, wanting to continue watching the next episode. Um, Especially with this one, where half of them ended with somebody getting killed. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) This one was very, like, to an extent, pretty unpredictable for some of the episodes. 
Very, very much recommend. Again, like if you've seen Dexter, like Dexter, you will love this series because it's very much, it has a very similar feel where the main character is a serial killer and it's told from his point of view to the extent that you like feel sympathetic towards him because especially in the first two seasons, like he, he, he does justify it to himself in a way that like makes the audience relate to him. Right. It's true. Minus all of the creepy, like, stalking and well, masturbating and stuff. Well, I not mean... That ma- I should, you, yeah. Not that masturbation is creepy, it, but... If you think about it too much and analyze it the way we do, of course, it's going to seem creepy. If we talked about Dexter this in-depth, I'm sure he would seem like a creep, too. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, so that's basically season three of You. It is. And if we can watch it in a couple of days... So can you. <laughs> Indeed. But um, but yeah, if you did watch it already, you can let us know what you thought over on Twitter at NNO Podcast. Or you can send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. And also feel free to send us any recommendations that you might have about series or shows or movies or documentaries that you want us to watch in the future. Definitely. All right. Well, until next time then, thanks everyone. And... Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>